Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hello. We're glad Thank you're you. here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Matt. And I'm Celine. This is Peculiar Pairings, where we try to uh, entertain you with a fun story as well as interesting uh, choices of drink and treats. We, yes. uh, yeah. Celine's going to tell us a fun tale. I uh, hope maybe spooky, maybe funny, maybe uh, maybe a tearjerker. We'll, we'll find out in a moment. And uh, I will hopefully hook you up with a really nice treat to, to help, uh, I guess, satiate your taste buds. Yes. Perfect It is intro. a spooky story this week. But before we get started, let's let's catch up a little bit. How how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm still in the middle of moving in like a three-month uh, process. And I seem to, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, I seem to be developing like adult acne. Uh, I was uh, yeah, isn't I was that very fun. I was I very it. fortunate in my formative like middle school, high school years that I had incredibly clear skin. Um, I was incredibly lucky I didn't have a lot of zits. And now I seem to be uh, paying the piper for that. And it's uh, not fun. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing they like to not tell you that still happens to you as an adult is that your face can still break out. Mm-hmm. And these are big and bad and painful. Like they're, they're oh. almost boils. Like it's not... I got one on my nose and one on my cheek and I'm going to go Those see are the worst. Yeah. I went and talked to my doctor and I'm going to set up a thing with a dermatologist just to make sure. Cause I deliver mail. I'm outside in the sun a lot. So I'm like, eh, it's possible. It's something else, which I hopefully really not think. Yeah. Yeah. On the plus side, the, like the thing that it turns out it could be is, is the most curable and most common form of skin cancer. It's almost not even looked at as skin cancer. yeah it just tends to be similar to like bad acne it can still progress and get worse but it literally has a 100 survivability rate so you know damn that's pretty good right right? it's like you know if you're gonna get stuff is it like one of those ones where they just like take that section out and then like that's it yeah yeah it is it is so non-aggressive that even if it does spread um, and not that this is something one would want, but it's it's like the worst it will do is leave you with scar tissue. Um, ah. And unfortunately, like where mine is on my nose, it can potentially like grow through and degrade your your nose. And oh. it does, yeah. It, so it, it's not that's, like, not that's not fun. Yeah, you still don't want to leave it unchecked. But the idea is that even if it can, even if it does spread, like it, it can potentially spread to deeper tissues. But the likelihood of anything severe happening is practically zero. So I mean that's nice. Oh, yeah. That's that is nice. Yeah. <laughs> as much of a downer that could be. Like it's it's nice that it's not like, oh, yeah. I have something that could be very aggressive skin cancer, which yeah, and actually happens up here in the mountains a lot, is people oh. get skin cancer more. I was gonna say, I suppose technically with the higher elevation, you've got a little less protection and yep. Yeah, look, closer I mean, to the sun. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't even think that that would make that much of a difference, considering like how how far we are from the sun just as a planet. Yeah. The minuscule, like negligible amount of distance you would be closer, but the, you know, the clouds are probably thinner. The 
protective layers aren't as much so it's where and Colorado's also like a ridiculously sunny state so I don't think that helps because we have a over 300 days of sunshine that's cool I think I I know Minnesota does not have that (laughs) I mean I do like our rainy days but like especially in the winter I mean the sunny days are much less likely 300 days out of 365 that's a pretty good uh, streak yeah it's I want to say usually average somewhere between 306 and like 312 wow it's it's like a ridiculously large amount of sunny days but I don't know what they classify exactly as sunny well that's also true yeah it does depend and I I suppose the more sunny days you have that would also link to more skin cancer so yeah because everyone's like the sun is out so I must be out (laughs) and then you're gonna break out with unfortunate levels of skin cancer I stay inside because I am pale as fuck I I should do that more I do wear a lot of sunscreen so I'm hoping that that is good yeah it's Oh, it's all good, but and then I also got a, uh, a schedule for a sleep uh, with a sleep doctor because uh, I don't know how much I've talked about it, but I have a CPAP machine and I got it at eleven I have years. No ago. idea. This oh. is all news to me. Is it really? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've I guess wow. I don't really talk about it much, but I've I've had one since I was like twenty six. Okay. I just turned thirty seven. And I oh, read wow. like a year ago that you are in, t- depending on your insurance, whatever, you're entitled to a whole new machine every five years. Oh, and, so you're yeah, like overdue. Apparently. And my, I remember talking to somebody about it when I first got it. And I thought I remembered them saying 10 years. So I'm like, Ooh, 11, I'm overdue. And I looked it up and it's like, Oh, I should be on my third machine by now. But, uh, Wow. So yeah, I'll hopefully go in and just have them say, here's a new machine, and then I'll go, hooray! Hooray! Yeah. That is but enough, enough about me. How you doing? Oh, I am I am doing all right. I feel like I am still recovering from babysitting the other night because um oh. a lot of fun, was it? Yeah, the one of the kids I had screamed most of the time just every little thing was like just so upsetting for him I guess and then I felt really bad because he at one point he was like eating some chips and he like bit the inside of his cheek and started choking oh he is okay he is fine I'm gonna preface it with that he is okay but I've never had a kid like choke on something. So I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> is this it? Is this how it happens? Is this how it ends? Is this my last day as a, as a free human? <laughs> as a free human. No, he, he was perfectly fine. Thank God. But it was just a very intense session of babysitting. <laughs> One and of those then- sessions with that, that kind of makes you feel like, Deep down inside for just a second, when you saw him start to choke, you were like, finally, finally, it's a piece of goddamn quiet. It took, no, because he, like, he was being (laughs) quiet before it, like, before that, and he had, like, quiet moments, but, um, 
Yeah, it it was intense. <laughs> he uh, the last day he was not kind at all. Oh no. Yeah, he he told me he hated me a lot. So a lot? No, he I well, mean like more specifically, he said he hates everything about me. Wow, <laughs> that me, I I hate you like multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry that waiting for your parent to read you a story is boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand a, a scenario where the kid just gets to the breaking point. It's like, I hate you, and then runs away or something. But the, the, the like, how old is the kid? He was like four-ish. The, the like, wherewithal that a four-year-old would have to not just say that they hate you, but to be like, I hate everything about you. This feels yeah. like it would be so cutting. Like, yeah. why? Yeah, he also told me he hated the sound of my voice. So I was like, oh, <laughs> kind of ironic that I have a podcast child. <laughs> not a, uh, he's, he's not a fan of this, of this show. Oh, he should not be listening to the show. Good. He doesn't. No, you know what? More than that, he doesn't get to. That's his punishment. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't and get access to it. And he doesn't get to enjoy it. Yeah, I can say as someone like who has worked in childcare and like who has done a lot of babysitting, I've definitely had kids like be difficult, where like they're pushing all the boundaries, they're seeing what they can get away with, but I have not had a child scream so much. Yeah. <laughs> have like so many meltdowns, throw so many fits, and then also tell me how much they loathe my presence. <laughs> Not that he used those words exactly, but right. I mean, I, I also have babysat a lot for family. So like I'm pretty sure if one of my younger cousins was like, I hate you, I'd be like, Oh yeah, you want to bet? Right. Yeah. Let's take yeah, this outside. Yeah, it feels like there's a bit more control sort of seniority or or authority a little bit or yeah, like bit. you have more or like with with familial parents of like younger cousins and stuff where you can be like hey your kid was being a real piece of shit today yeah yeah it's it was trying and I mean hopefully that is not how that kid normally behaves I certainly hope not but yeah, <laughs> after okay. that I like <laughs> was done for a I while don't need to uh, babysit for your children ever again good luck finding another sitter yeah i i don't know if i would necessarily babysit for that family again but that's that's a personal choice that yeah exactly it's like look i don't want to deal with that shit good luck good luck in the future i don't need to have a repeat of your child telling me they hate me speaking of the opposite of i hate you uh I was not expecting this, and it's not the greatest segue, but uh, have you by any chance seen, uh, gone to the theater to see Top Gun Maverick? I have not. Have you seen the original Top Gun? No, I have not. Okay. If you, I know if, of it. Right. I, I will say this. I So Dad and I went to see it this weekend, and we, we decided to watch the first Top Gun just to kind of, you know, get in the context, get in the, the groove yeah that need for like speed. prepare right yeah and 
I was surprised because one, I don't think after watching it all the way through, looking back, I don't think I had ever watched all of it in one sitting. Oh. And I was surprised okay. at how much I really didn't care for it. It's it's so quintessentially an 80s movie. The soundtrack is spectacular. The the casting is great. The writing, in my opinion, not very awesome. Uh, um, and I also forgot how much it, it does. There's not a whole lot that happens because the basic concept is these young naval pilots encounter this generic sort of enemy airplane. And as the only ones who have basically encountered it, they get sent to the Navy's top flight school, which is referred to as Top Gun. And after a bunch of random stuff that happens, they finally go and re-engage the same enemies and in this final mission. And they all come together. It's, you know, it's, it's a good sort of feel-good brotherhood kind of movie. There's some crying, mm-hmm. there's some laughter, there's a strange scene involving, involving uh, volleyball. But I was surprised at how a lot of the scenes and lines between characters and in between scenes didn't really have any connecting tissue. Like I said, there's just this scene of volleyball in the middle that after watching it this last weekend, I was like, why is this here? I have, of all the things I've heard about Top Gun, the volleyball scene is the thing I have heard the most about. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because that is the thing everyone like refers to it. They're like, oh yeah, we just need like a... (laughs) The words I have heard described specifically is homoerotic volleyball scene. Oh, yeah. And, like, and a lot of people- Is that been... accurately describing it, though? Oh, yeah. I, not- Yes and not, no. Not, super, not so much. Not super overt. It's, it's, more, it's more in the sense of how they decide to film some of it. So I think- Maybe for the 80s it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's a lot of it's a lot of slow motion shots of dudes in skimpy outfits. I mean, so oh, okay. it, for the eighties, I, I feel like maybe it would be a little bit. Well, and it I mean, the it's eighties. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, if you try to put yourself in the mindset of a spectator who's literally at that game, I don't think you would say, "Boy, this is pretty homoerotic, isn't it?" It's more the no. The, it's it's the way they filmed it with like the slow motion. Exactly, the super sweaty dudes and admittedly very sexy buff guys. I mean, yeah, they, at the peak of their physical condition, like, but yeah, it's the weird close-ups on their sweaty abs and the and the poses that they make and the super slow motion as they high five and yeah it's so it's mm. I think it's more of that yeah I you think definitely you definitely get that sort of sense from it yeah I think if you did that for like an Olympic volleyball game if you took sections of it and like slowed oh, it sure. down and did any of those like close-up shots in the way that they I'm assuming they do for Top Gun, since I myself have not seen it, <laughs> that it would be the same feel. Absolutely. Well, and that watching it like on TV, you're like, okay, it's a volleyball game. Yeah. And in particular, like depending on where they're playing, it can get super insanely hot. And it seems like depending on the climate, their outfits for playing it for men and women get skimpier and skimpier. Yeah, and and so without a doubt, yeah. If you filmed that in the right way and slowed it down, and you know, and put some pop and eighties music over overlaid over it, it's uh, it's gonna be pretty erotic. Yeah, 
so all that being said, I was surprised at how bad I found the first movie to be. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it has its, its, it totally has its place in the 80s. Like, I don't think that this movie edited this way, shot this way would, would really, pardon the pun, take off this day and age. And so I was surprised, like, I was like, I can't believe that they're basically doing a sequel to this movie almost 40 years later. Yeah. And so my, my expectations were pr pretty low. And then I, I had a few friends and coworkers go and see it. And I was like, so was it pretty good? And these people are diehard Top Gun fans. And they're like, let me put it to you this way. It was so good. We're going again tonight. And I'm like, oh, wow. wow. Okay. They, they must just be insane. Top gear. Top, they keep doing that. Top Gun. Like Top Tom Gun, Cruise Top fans. Gear, it's like the same thing, right? It basically is high octane <laughs> entertainment. It's it doesn't matter. One of them's more British than the other, but who cares? Okay. Um, but I found my expectations kind of rising with the more people that I talked to who were just blown away by it, and and I'm like, maybe it's not that bad. And so Dad and I went and saw it, and even with super elevated expectations, I have to say I was still blown away. It is okay. not just like a thrill ride for like the high octane, you know, uh, super adrenaline thrill seekers out there. It's got a great story, great writing. I mean, super kind of complex interpersonal relationships that are even carried over from the first movie. So I do still recommend okay. watching the first one before this one, but it really has deserved all of its praise. It is fantastic. Oh, and that's good. My, yeah, and I think my dad put it best when we were walking out and talking about it. He's like, you know, a movie's good when you don't want it to end. And there even is... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's very and there, true. There's a point, uh, probably three quarters of the way through, that I thought was going to be the ending of the movie. And it felt like a natural place for them to stop and maybe just kind of call it quits on the whole series and just be like, okay, we're going to do two movies. It's a contained story. That's it. And then it kept going, but not disappointingly. Like it was, it was just, oh. I, I'm not trying, yeah, we're not being sponsored by them. I'm not trying to make this a commercial for it. I just, it was so good. I, I, I can't, it was, it was awesome. I highly recommend it. All right. I will put that down on my list of things I must watch. My Absolutely do it. My current thing that we're getting through right now is The Boys which oh, yeah. ooh, that is a good show on amazon for anyone who likes something very dark yeah you ain't kidding i i think i'm halfway through season two still and it's it's still very good and i've only heard yeah. things about season three yeah i've heard we like just started season one and i've heard that season three is really good but i have also heard that it has the potential to ruin careers Oh my. <laughs> so they, I think they really push boundaries. So I'm excited to watch it. So like in the sort of gory, like just extreme levels of violence kind of way, like you'll never know. look at this. Okay. Cause the, that makes me think of the, the only thing that I really know about season three is after Supernatural ended, um, Jensen Ackles started, you know, looking for more things to do the guy who played Dean at Winchester yeah. and I know he makes an appearance and although he was kind of the bad boy of the brothers in the supernatural series 
uh, I can't help feeling like he was still kind of a positive role model overall. So I can okay. see him being the boys kind of ruining his his relatively sparkly reputation. Yeah, we will find out. And on that note, I'm gonna tell us our story. Get oh. us started. But before we do, what do we have for our snacks today? Since I oh, yeah. I had so, mine a few days ago. Oh, it did. yeah, it we did. kind of we kind of talked about this one. I did prepare a new batch tonight. Um uh, I oh I drank all of mine, so I did too. I actually <laughs> ran out to grab more of the ingredients. So the drink is a uh, brisk half and half. Uh, and I specifically do it this way because if you're a fan of like apple teenies from a bar, you can make a super easy, cheap version uh, that I call the uh, the poor man's apple teeny. And that's uh, a good it's, name. It's all right. It's a bit of a mouthful, there, there, but I do have a, a shorter name for it for this episode. It's called the Ecto teeny, kind of based on the Ecto cooler from High C has the same kind of uh, bright green color, but it's brisk half and half, uh, which is iced tea plus watermelon lemonade. Oddly enough, tastes more like sour apple. Okay. So you might be wondering why it would be an apple teeny, but then you add in uh, your fa- your kind of favorite ap- sour apple flavored alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tend to go for Jack Daniels uh, apple whiskey and you just put in a couple shots, top it off with the brisk, it's excellent. Um, yeah. And then for some reason, I thought of frosted animal crackers for the treats because they sort of look like ghosts. And I know that you had <laughs> mentioned that we were doing like a ghost story. Yeah. So that was my thought behind that. But I bought the wrong ones. I bought oh, no. Stover's animal cookies. And it's not so much that they aren't tasty, but I really wanted the ones that looked super frosted. And so I actually went back out and bought uh, frosted or mother's frosted cookies. And they yeah. have just a nice thick layer of frosting on there and they've got some sprinkles. And so they kind of look like ghosts. And yes. so that was the inspiration for our treats this week. The Ecto Teeny and Ghosted Animal Crackers. Which I feel like works really well because where there are ghosts, there is sometimes ectoplasm. So Ooh, exactly. not yeah. unfortunately not in this case, as far as I am aware, oh. but who knows? But who, yeah, who knows? Maybe there's still plenty to be investigated in this location, I'm sure. So maybe someday somebody will find something. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, of all the places I have looked at this one, in some of the photos they have, it kind of reminds me of just some of like the rundown, but like older brick buildings they have over in Europe. It's like, it's got the really dark hallways and stuff, but. Well, since we're talking about ghosts and investigating like a potentially haunted area, of course, my first question is, is our old buddy Baggins in on it? I actually did not have a chance to check. So I'm going to look right now to see if they did do an episode for anyone confused, if you haven't been listening, I have developed something of an infatuation with Zach Baggins, who I like to refer to as Frodo because of Frodo Baggins, except Frodo doesn't invest ghosts. Zach is the leader of, is it Ghost Hunters? Yes, it is. Um, it's not Ghost Hunters, it's Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah, there you go. 
and they're on like their 20th season and they're still looking for all those ghosts. And I just, I kind of love it. It's sort of a love-hate relationship because I personally don't believe in ghosts, but uh, he's just so damn enthusiastic about it. And I think that they even launched a, they launched like an interactive ride or something. And He has a museum <laughs> of haunted things, <laughs> yeah. which I will totally go on a rant about at the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> and we'll do it as like a little bonus thing for everyone or something just so I feel like I'll have a lot to say about it okay well now I'm excited I kind of can't wait uh it looks like Zach and his team as far as I can see from like a quick google search have not been to the castle of good good hope so Zach you need to add it on your list of places you need to go come on get your shit together yeah see we're, we're just we're adding more content for him we're doing his job So our sources for today's episode for the Castle of Good Hope is castleofgoodhope.co.za, Wikipedia, and Little House of Horrors. Oh, like Little House of Horrors as a website? It is a website. I'm thinking of Shop of Horrors. (laughs) I think it's like a a playoff of that in that they talk about haunted locations because I think I've used them before for another haunted episode that would make sense so away we go to the away haunted we go castle to south africa that is where the castle of good hope is which is a large fortress built by the dutch east india trading company between 1666 mm-hmm. and 1679 it is the oldest building in south africa and when they built it, they replaced an older fort called Fort de Geode Hoop, which sounds a lot like Good Hope, if you say it fast say, enough. Yeah, it sounds like uh, another way of saying it, but yeah, <laughs> at least for English speakers, I suppose, uh, Good Hope rolls off the tongue a little smooth, more smoothly. It does. And I feel like maybe if, as English speakers, if like you're not paying attention, it'll sound more like good hope geode hoop yeah if you're although like now, half listening although now it keeps sounding like geodude but <laughs> it's a geodude he like goes into the mountains and looks at rocks man <laughs> i was going the pokemon route but i prefer yours <laughs> it's a lot less it's a lot I'm less thinking like the physical geodes yeah no dude we're going up to find geodes dude yeah and uh no. Okay. Yeah, let's stick with yours. We like at one with nature. Yeah, man. Let's just go out there and just fucking have our own like Burning Man celebration. <laughs> yes. So the Castle of Good Hope replaced this fort, which was the first military structure in Cape Town, South Africa. And oh. the original fortress was built with clay and timber. So like realistically that building would not have lasted as long as they probably would have liked and it was built by jan van rybeek good thing they didn't name it after that person oh i know just to clarify again you mean you mean the current the current building because you you said it was the first building the geodoop there we go okay gotcha so yeah well that makes sense yeah the clay and and yeah probably not going to last as long no 
So the purpose of the Castle of Good Hope was to be a Dutch settlement as, you know, all of Europe took over Africa and took, as they used to say in like my high school history classes, slices of the pie. Because that is essentially what they did is they just divvied it up like slices of pie and was like, everybody gets some. Let's, yeah, let's all go in there collectively and take as much from this place as we possibly can. Like, we don't care about what they have going on. Like, this is mine now. This sliver here is mine. <laughs> Did you hear? I got part of South Africa. Yes. I'm uh, really on my way up. Yeah. I'm Dutch. Did you hear? I decided to so. I'm creating a mud castle. Yes, I've always wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> It was also supposed to be a port for ships traveling between what they used to call the Dutch Indies, which is like Indonesia, mm. and like stop in South Africa on their way back up to the Netherlands. Oh, all right. Because it was easier to go down by Africa than to go like up and over. Interesting. Okay. Because, so you know, icebergs. Little... Oh, yeah. And they, they just need a little pit stop. Yeah, we need a little stop along the way. Yeah, so we're talking about avoiding icebergs. We're yes. going around Africa. And uh, we need a little we need a little fort. Yeah. Whatnot. A little pit stop along the way. Fuel up. Yeah. Get whatever you need. Wayside rest. Yeah, get up, stretch and your legs. Just, you know, off on your way. Although it was during the 1664 year, mm -hmm. tensions began to rise between Great Britain and the Netherlands because, you know, at this Britain. time, Britain was a powerhouse. <laughs> They're like, we want everything. Yeah. I mean, realistically, in history, at one point, what point once Queen Elizabeth is like doing her thing. Do they not be a powerhouse? Because they have like the best navy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, if oh. I'm not mistaken, I think I think in the grand scheme of things, for total land like, like in some way owned or or occupied, I think Britain has had holds the record for the largest empire ever. I believe so. Either so. yeah, either that or maybe Mongolians. But uh, like they're gonna, I think it's the overall, like including all of the, uh, the the countries of the Commonwealth at one point or another. Like I think they hold the record. So it's it's not a surprise that they would just be like, oh, you Netherlands? Yes, no, we're Britain. We're gonna take whatever we want. We decided that we would like this, so you can fuck right off. Yes, we're so British. We think we're so grand that we put great as part of our country's name. You understand? Yes. And because of tensions being so high, there were rumors that there might might not be a war. So, you know, they <laughs> they decided they needed a fortress and they had to have it now. They're, they're just so bored. They're like, we're totally going to start a war. It's just like it's it's been so long, you know, like we're fighting the French all the time. So we got to like yeah. do something else like a little different. Yeah, they're whispering to other countries in Europe like, don't tell, but we're going to attack. We're not even necessarily attack. We're just going to start some shit in the Netherlands just for funsies. They've got this little fort down there. They think it's so cool. We're going to go fuck them up. 
they've had enough of William of Orange and his bullshit. So yes, let's start take an orange back, babe. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know if he was during this time frame or not, but that's fine. I don't even know who that is. He, Remember, I, I'm here to learn. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck talking about. He is a monarch for the Dutch at some point, oh. and they actually name stuff after him at the, well, the Castle of Good Hope. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So the fortress was commissioned by uh, Commander Zacharias Wagner, Okay, who better than was, the other person who they Well, he was his successor. So ah, 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 he you know. saw yeah, he saw the potential for it being named after that person. He's like, fuck this. If anyone's gonna get a castle named after him, it's me. He probably did a with the uh, oh know, I'm sorry. My bad. It was commissioned by Isbrand Goshk, but it was like instructed by Commander Zacharias Wagner to that's fine. Do this. Nobody he led the command nobody, and said, yeah. build this. This dude told me to. Yeah, nobody's going to remember the other guy. Zacharias Wagner is the name you remember. Yes. The first stone of the Castle of Good Hope was laid on January 2nd, 1666. Mm, it's like a groundbreaking ceremony. I wonder if they took a picture. Well, not a, okay. <laughs> I don't think they could have. No, Technology all, did not exist for that in 1666. Yeah, they all just stand there for a month while some poor bastard is like trying to keep the light good and they have to come back every day and like, are we in the same poses? Is everybody, okay. And then yeah. finally, when the painting's done, they're like, can we finally start building this goddamn building? Yes. Uh, their work was frequently interrupted by the Dutch East India Company and their lack of willingness to spend money on the building they wanted. Oh, um usually problematic yeah i mean if if you want something built you kind of have to put money towards it that's kind of how that works something done right cut as many corners as possible (laughs) no (laughs) the dutch india trading company (laughs) i mean if that's their motto i don't think it worked for them because i mean where are they now Hey, that building still stands. Well, oh wait, we're the still building does, the but the the Dutch East India Trading Company does not. Ah, okay, good point. Yes, and then on April twenty sixth, sixteen seventy nine, the five bastions, which it's basically shaped like a pentagon building, but then at the end of oh. each pentagon, it looks like a star. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, it is. I'm going to show you what that looks like real quick. And so you mean screen. like from, from like a bird's eye view, it's it's sort of like the Pentagon that we know. Yeah. So like oh, the little, wow. these things. Yeah. Little outcroppings kind of. Yes. It almost looks like a five pointed, um, like thrumming star. It does. I could not remember the name of that earlier. I'm like, it's like a Pentagon, but then with a star in it. <laughs> It does look like a throwing star. So each of those were named after, um, so there was William III of Orange. Oh my God. And then going clockwise to the West followed Buren, Katzellenbogen, Nassau, and then Orange, like the House of Orange and William of Orange. 
wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, so he got two after himself. So the all of those names that you just said were two people, like because you said the first star was William of Orange the third. Oh, so you you read all? I'm sorry. Can you go through the whole list again? Yes. So there's William the third of Orange. That one I got. Then there's Buren. Oh, that was one name. Okay, yes, Buren. Buren. And then Katznellen Bogan. That's the third. Sure. Nassau. Nassau. Fourth. Yeah. And then Orange. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. So Will, Willie was double dipping. He was. He definitely was. Okay. Well, you know, what the hell? He probably chipped in the most money. Who cares? Yeah. In 1682, they added a gated entryway to replace the original entryway, which mm. had faced the sea originally. Where did it face now? Oh, it still faces the sea. Oh, okay. It, I, I don't think they moved it as far as <laughs> well, I am yeah, aware. I mean, you don't want to lose that view. It's nice. No, they just the gave sea. it a nice little like archway. Yeah, you can see the boats coming in. It looks beautiful. Eats our chocolate on the veranda in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing Dutch. I don't know what that is. It's definitely <laughs> closer to German, but I'm going to stick with it. Yes. As well as the new gated entry, yeah. they added a bell tower over the main entrance, so like at the top. Classy. Oh. And they added that two years later. So in 18, or sorry, 1684. I keep wanting to switch those. Mm -hmm. It is the oldest bell in south africa wow <laughs> and it's yeah. it, and it's still there to this day yes uh, well the oldest bell yeah i assume so. wow i wonder if they still bring it i think they do they had it made over in amsterdam and then brought it over which I'm a little fuzzy on the dates because in my notes, I have it that they cast it in 1697. But if they made the tower in 1684, I want to say it was probably 1679 that they made the bell and then brought it. Well, and if anything, if Amsterdam is known for anything, it's, uh, it's for things associated with the word bomb. Yeah. <laughs> well, that felt like so many crickets like that whole time you were describing it i'm like this is gonna kill I'm gonna <laughs> i want to give our audience like a chance to have their moment to laugh and then hear me laugh and laugh even more because of how i laugh uh, your hey your reaction was perfect and not just like timing wise, but for the level of terribleness of the joke, just like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, the bell itself weighs over 3000 kilograms, which is the wow. equivalent of 660 pounds. Oh, that I felt like it would have been closer. Yeah. 3000 kilograms is only 600 pounds. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, so not that that isn't still very heavy, just 3000 sounds way more impressive. It's 300. So it's, Pounds are almost twice as much for kilograms. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said 3,000 something. You're like, dang, like. It was used to tell the time as well as warn the citizens of danger. That's creepy. And I suppose that would be really ominous too, because like you're used to hearing it chiming out the hours and whatnot. 
Mm-hmm. If you heard it off, like off time at all, you'd be like, oh my, it's finally happening. They're attacking us. But who? Um, they also used it to summon people. So oh. I'm curious if like a certain amount of rings <laughs> meant like different things. Right. Like if it rings three times, that means danger. But if it only rings twice, it's like a town meeting. All right. Every single person within the bounds of the fort, you're going to get a number on a piece of paper. If you hear that number of chimes upon the bell, you will have to go to the main the main plaza because and yeah. look, we have six thousand people living here, so it's it might be a while for some of you. We just went <laughs> in order of of citizenship, so you know if you're earlier on, it'll be nice. But yeah, we're going to be ringing that thing a lot. Yes, the fortress housed a church, a bakery, various workshops, living quarters, shops jail cells, and a few other odd items. Which is impressive, because from the picture you showed, it didn't really look that big. Like, it looked kind of just like a little, I don't know, shopping mall area. Well, I suppose a shopping mall has a lot of that stuff. Not a jail, yeah. It's It's still, like, a big <sighs> amount of area, but I wouldn't expect it to have quite as much as it does. Yeah, for sure. That's a lot of stuff. The outside of the building is painted in yellow, which they chose for a few different reasons. One being to lessen the effects of the heat and the sun. Mm-hmm. And the other, because it's kind of like a joyous color. It's pretty. You know, just give the peasants something nice to look at. Yeah, it, it makes it like a bit more unassuming in a way. This isn't a heavily guarded base. It's just a delightful daycare. It's yellow, you know. It's <laughs> just like a kidding. Of, yes, it's like a field of daisies. Come on in. And then as they approach, we strike. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, they, I, I think I fucked it up again. This is a Dutch uh, <laughs> thing, right? I keep, I keep doing British, but I forget they're, they're Dutch. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever feels natural. Oh, whatever works. Until you like really have it nailed, I feel like it's not quite gonna hit the same. Yeah, it's yellow, like a banana. Do we have those? The, I don't know. When did bananas? All right, never mind, keep going. So the wall, that like outer wall was built for uh, protection for the citizens and it divides the like inner courtyard. So when you look at it, there's, like the center section in between all of it. And then there's like the outside walls. Okay. Um, kind of keeps stuff out, keeps people in, I guess. Yeah. And maybe even sort of double defensive in a way. Yeah. Like they can, they can retreat to the inner, inner sanctum and let soldiers on the walls defend. I don't know. Yeah. There was a reason, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> It also houses the Decat balcony, which was designed by Luis Michael Thibault. Wow, these names. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, like, the names of the things that these guys uh, order to be created and create don't keep getting named after them. Because, like, Decat, while a little odd, is certainly better than whatever last name. Tribbled? Thibault. Yeah, not, no, yeah. 
Yeah. He, even he, they were probably like, hey, do you want us to name this the Thibault Tower? And he's like, no, no. But they're like, no, 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 don't do that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. All the other people are like, no, 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 that's not, no. cat. Yeah, cat. Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was originally built in 1695, <clears throat> but then was rebuilt in its current state in 16, sorry, 1786 to 1790. Oh, so almost 100 years. Oh, yeah. that first decat. All right. Well, and good construction. This balcony is where they had all of their fortress announcements, which were made to the soldiers, <laughs> the slaves, and just people in the area. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Uh, you may notice the yellow is going up today. So, you know, for everyone who's down in the dumps, it's going to look nice. Yeah. Instead of just a sort of tan gray or the wood color, it's kind of red of yeah. the gray. Yeah, it's going to be nice yellow. So, all right, fuck off, bye. And then during the second Boer War, which was from 1899 to 1902, part wow. of the castle became a prison. <laughs> we love prisons. Prisons are haunted as hell. Yes, I'll admit I kind of forgot that what we were going for. I was having so much fun just like dealing with the basic life within the fort that I forgot we were talking about a haunted place. Yeah, yes. those uh, those prisons they like to be haunted. Yes, and all of, <coughs> a lot of the former cells are still there to this day. Oh wow! All right. And one of its most famous prisoners is. Fritz Jobert Zucunez. I don't think I'm saying that right, but that's how I'm going to say it. Okay. <laughs> and he's known as the man who killed Kitchener. And oh. the leader, he was the leader of the Zucunez spy ring. Wow. Those all sound impressive. Yes. And during his time at the prison, he attempted an escape and was digging himself out of his cell with an the, iron spoon. The word attempted does not bode well. <laughs> with an iron spoon. Oh boy. Well, it was an attempt, which he failed. Yeah. Because as he was escaping, a large stone, oh, since it was made oh. of stones, fell oh. and pinned him. Oh, I was gonna guess just general like cave collapse, but Oh my God, a giant and th stone that is gone. like what happened is he had his own little tunnel collapse on him. And he was later found by a guard unconscious on the ground. And he was alive? He was still alive. And they oh, just brought shit. him right back. God, it's like James Franco in that movie about the dude in the cave. Yes. Gets his arm trapped in a thing. Did he have to cut off his own legs? No, I think he got to keep his legs. I didn't well, see anything about chopped off legs. Okay. <laughs> well, good for him. As, as far as I'm aware. Other than not escaping, not a horrible end. Yes. There was a torture chamber. Oh, that's probably where he ended up. They called it the Dunker Gat. <laughs> it was a windowless again, dungeon. Ooh, what was it called again? Dunker Gat. They should have named that better. I mean, I'm sure in Dutch or whatever language, it's, it's more sinister, but how are we going to bring you down to the Dunker Cart? Yeah? Yeah. It's, we got a lot of games down there. You play pool. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The Dunker Cart. And somehow, as a windowless dungeon, 
It would sometimes flood in the winter, drowning <laughs> anyone inside. Oh my God. Oh, wait a minute. Is this, is this a, is it a, is it like a single person room? No, it's like a, a big room. It's, oh, it's okay. like the dungeon underneath everything. So I think they had multiple sections of it. Okay, never mind. I, I recently like read a Wikipedia article or watched a YouTube video about like some of the worst forms of torture. And one of them was like a thing where they dig it a hole like deep down in the earth and they just basically shove you in there and there's, you can't get out and it sucks. But I, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just the dungeon. All right, I got you. Zadonkogat. Yes. And then in 1936, the castle was declared a historical monument, and it was the first site in South Africa to be protected. Cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Number one, baby. Yep. And then in the 80s, they did extensive restorations, which oh. then made it the best preserved <clears throat> example of a Dutch East India Trading Company fort. Kind of yeah, just kind of ranking up or yeah, getting all of the the best accolades. Number yeah. one in every category. And the fort once acted as a local headquarters for the South African <clears throat> Army. But today it is home to the Castle Military Museum. And mm -hmm. they use it for like ceremonies for the military and it currently houses the Highlanders Regiment, which I'm not really sure what that is, but that is- They're immortal! <laughs> Highlanders Regiment, oh my God! And it's the only one, because there can be only one, as anyone who is familiar with Highlander lore would know. There can be only one regiment that is the Highlander. Oh my God. Okay, now I'm back on board. They are the ghosts, because they never die. So they're just hanging around this castle and anybody who comes by, they're like, hello, I'm immortal. I'm well, and that's very possible, because as the ghosts, as far as ghosts go, people hear a lot of voices and footsteps, which a lot of it is in the dungeon because a lot of people died there and okay. in the hallways. <laughs> and just, yeah, also in the halls, just because, you know, when yeah. shit floods, you people in the halls just get stuck. They try yes. to find a room that they can hide in and can't. Every door is locked. Yeah, it's a maze. Well, yeah, and I suppose if they have no, like, you know, that actually leads to an interesting question. If it flooded a lot, how the hell did they, you know, did they get rid of it? I mean, they wouldn't have had necessarily had pumps and shit. I actually am not sure. I don't know if it was just, like, something to do with, like, rising tides or, like, what exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, I yeah that's true. I suppose, depending on how it was constructed, at least, like, in the basement part, it, it could have just been groundwater which yeah. seep in every so often and mm -hmm. oh god that's horrifying oh i suppose that's yeah. the advantage of putting a dungeon in the very bottom of your structure they're like eh, yeah. you know and if it floods go fuck them it's like, you know, yeah they're like oh well yeah it's a dead school so there's lots of death there um the bell the big heavy bell yeah. will ring on its own sometimes shut up oh that is epic and the legend is that one of these soldiers hung himself by the bell rope. Oh, maybe the best ghost story I've ever heard. Yes. I love that so much. The, uh, the idea that his ghost still 
literally hangs around because he hung himself from them. Mm-hmm. Also, just a badass way to like maybe even in protest or whatever to like use your life like sort of martyr yourself like i'm gonna hang myself from a bell and as i swing it's gonna chime and people will know i don't know what message that guy may have been trying to send but still that's kind of a badass way to take yourself out yeah and then no ghost location is complete without some sort of animal haunting and for them they have a black dog that is very vicious oh my god and it will lunge at people like it's going to attack them and then disappear nice and black dogs themselves are also typically seen as a death omen so extra creepiness i actually listened to another thing about that recently it's it's very terrifying yeah it's weird it's a weird story about like this particular thing that i was talking about or listening to i don't know if it was Dutch in origin, but they talked about how um, you would see the black dog three times. The first time was mm-hmm. a warning of, oh, okay, so you're familiar with it. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what they all were, but I know the first time was usually aiding you. The second time was like a It's like warning. a warning. Yeah. And then the third is like death. You just Yeah, you just disappear. And like this one dude was walking through the mountains and he, the guy that was with him had talked about how he had seen the dog twice. And then the lead dude saw this black dog up on the hill and like, he just turned around and the dude with him just disappeared. Just, oh. and, then he, and then he, after listening to the story was like, oh fuck, I've seen the dog once now. He's like, damn it, I'm in, I'm in the cycle. No. Yeah, it was, oh, it's a good story. I like you, that. Oh yeah, the black dog. You hope dog. that if it happens, you only see it once and you never see For it sure. again. Well, in that particular story, I think, I think the story ends with him seeing it a second time. And I don't remember what happens to him, but uh, if I ever come across oh. it, I'll bring it up again. It was, no. it was really intriguing, like, biting my nails all the time. I'm like, this is a damn good story. Oh. Outside of the dog, people also occasionally see a man leaping off the castle walls, oh but God. they never see him like fall, if that makes sense. They'll like right, see him yeah. like jump off the side and that like they won't see anything else. Yeah, they don't hear the sound of someone falling. They don't see anything yeah he just sort of is gone and they're like well there's no body yeah nobody (laughs) (laughs) they people have also reported hearing a man and a woman arguing in the guards room but then when they go to like investigate it and be like who's arguing in this like why are you even in here there's either no one there or they see a single shapeless figure that then dissipates. That's creepy. Well, because it also kind of implies that one, like, because you said it's two people arguing, it kind of implies that one of them has been done away with by the end of the argument. Yeah. By the time you show up. And so like, like even in the context of it being a haunting, it's even creepier. It's still you, gross. You, yeah, you hear two people and then you walk in and you Ooh. only see one. You assume one of them is gone. Exactly. Regardless of well, alive or dead, one is missing. Right. Oh my God, that's creepy. There is also an electric bell that people hear and there's like no one around to like ring it, which. An electric bell? Yeah. It it kind of makes me think of kind of like a school bell, I think, 
Oh, or maybe Something like a buzzer. Like like, mm. Yeah. I okay. Yeah, I think I should. Oh, an electric. Yeah, no, that makes sense. A school bell. Yeah. yeah. Which it kind of makes me think of. I know there's a movie that just came out, which was called The Black Phone, and yes. we had this black phone that was like this older phone at our Starbucks store that it wasn't the phone we used but every so often the phone would ring and every time it happened everyone would just stop and look at it wait a minute hold on because we're like do we do we answer this phone wait a minute I know we had a black phone shut up this is a real story we don't even need to talk about the fucking castle anymore what the hell is this you weren't you went was it just let me outside? just talk about my haunted starbucks stores <laughs> that that sounds like an extra like little plus story to go into was and it we just on the that. wall yeah it was just like on the wall in the back room so you'd like go around the corner and it was right next to like the hand washing sink we had in the back oh my god it's <laughs> so creepy it i don't know so weird and if you actually did answer it, which I did like a few times, because I'm like, maybe there's something to it. You would either hear like absolutely nothing, like just like static. Or someone would be there like speaking to you, but it's in a, it's in a language you can't understand. Oh my God. That's the so greatest weird. thing I've ever heard. It's insane. Oh, that's terrifying. Why was there a second phone? I really have no idea, but they're putting in something else there now. So I'm like curious to go back and ask them if the phone is still there. That would be amazing. Because I don't know if they're going to like completely like rearrange everything. So, oh, so they didn't like, like demolish the the structure or anything oh you no because it's, see if that it's so part much. of a hotel so it's like one of the storefronts oh, in a hotel okay yeah yeah i and i mean i'm sorry to the uh south african fort of which we were speaking but the phone has taken my attention completely now <laughs> that sounds so awesome and yes. creepy and so weird I can understand how like having an electric bell or something that very much requires manpower behind it to then go off and be like, what is this? Yeah, because you imagine someone has to be pressing a button. I mean, I suppose wires could cross, but that sort of device would be relatively simple. So yeah, yeah, you think of someone had, or like, like, um, uh, the, the, what is that called? Like the Morse code thing, uh, telegraph. The telegraph. Telegraph, yeah. The idea yeah, that right. like someone has to, I was really, I said telegram, but it was really close. Yeah. Cause someone has to be on the other end hitting the other thing. Yeah. It's, Crazy. it's wild. The soldiers currently living there avoid passing through any of the archways if they absolutely can help it because they, they have like a fear of it and that there's like restless souls roaming in the archways themselves. Ugh. It's like I could see that. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, and if there's an earthquake, they're screwed because they're like, oh god, they're not oh, gonna yeah, go underneath going, it. I guess I would just die because I'm not going with the creepy spirits. I don't want to be a stuck spirit just stuck in the fort forever. Yeah. Although if it collapses, it's not like they're gonna rebuild that exact archway. You'll get out of it. I say go for the archway, try to save your life. Be haunted for the rest of it, but save yourself. And then we do have two famous ghosts. Our Ooh. first being Lady Anne Barnard, who haunts the castle, she was the uh, first lady in the 18th century. 
she, she was just the very first one. Um, I'm because I myself unfortunately don't know a ton about the history of like South Africa. I hmm. am unsure if that is like the first lady of South Africa or if she was considered like the first lady for the Dutch. Like or, I I, I don't know enough about either of them to like entirely know. And then when right, I looked right. her up, it said she was a Scottish travel writer and socialite. So I'm like, <laughs> is this even the right person? So maybe just the spouse of like whoever was in charge of the fort. Or yeah. Something maybe. yeah. And either way, she's a, she's a prominent individual of that community. Yes. And her responsibility as first lady was hosting and entertaining, which is something she seems to still do when they have very important people visit and she'll typically appear to those important visitors. Not gonna lie, it sounds like an okay afterlife. You're yeah. just like throwing parties all the time, just being like, yeah, you can come come on in, take a seat. Yeah, we're gonna have, have chocolates and yeah, we're gonna bring out some cheese and strawberries. It's gonna be great. Trust yes. me, we really like people visiting. We don't get lots of, you know, ghost stuff here. I'm not one of them, of course. But, I'm uh, not a yeah, ghost. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back in a bit. Yes. And then she never returns. Like, but but that nice lady helped me. And they're like, who? Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, there hasn't been a lady here for 45 years. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then our other famous ghost is Peter Gisbert Van Nooch. What? <laughs> These Dutch names Get are rid of the middle name. very <laughs> intricate. I might have to write that down just as nothing making sense to me later. I'm sorry, could you say his name again? It is Peter, spelled P-I-E-T-E-R, Gisbert, G-I-J-S-B-E-R-T, Van, V-A-N, Newt, N-O-O-D-T. Wow. I I am trying my best. I was going to say, to be honest, I'm not even sure that's how it would be pronounced, but that is definitely the best pronunciation. Like, that is the most. I am, oh my I am trying, he, so he if, I butcher, if I butcher any of these, I, I am doing my best. I mean, I, I would like to think that even Dutch listeners would be like, eh, you came pretty close. You, know, you, you, you tried. Yeah, it's pretty good. Peter, Peter, whatever. Peter, Gisbert. <laughs> if you don't pronounce it like that, but we get what you were going for. Yeah, it's creepy, right? It's weird. Yes. Oh my God, you're stuck in a room with some dude who's named Gisbert. Ugh. He was a militant man. Oh. And uh, so he was one of the higher up military men because he had an office and hmm. he sent four men to death on April 23rd, 1728. And he refused just... to grant their last wishes before like they he... were hung. He just sent them to death for shits and gigs. I'm well, I mean, considering that it was pro- it was probably as a prison at that right. time. Right. I'm sure they did something. I, I don't I don't know what they did, but he uh, so he well, refused their die. last wishes. That's a dick move. I mean it is I a do, dick move. I do feel like depending on the severity of one's crimes, maybe you don't deserve it, but considering that this is described as like a military prison or whatever, it's like they yeah. they what they went a wall or something they they had a family because they were wanted to be human and he's like yes. yeah you left your post go fuck yourself you're gonna die can I have a can I have like a hot dog and a beer no and he's like no no hot dog or beer for you 
Yeah. Fuck, that sucks. Yes. And because of this, one of the prisoners cursed him. And then he was mm. found dead in his office later that day. That is spectacular. He he did actually die of a heart attack. As oh, so that's said, like is what record? is suspected. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, I, like, so the one thing they know is he did die in his office. He did die in his office that same day. We need you to get on this case, seriously. And they, they suspect it was a heart attack. This was also 1728, so... <laughs> So that his they they might think that his soul just went on a walkabout and never came back. They his soul just decided to leave and he was done. That was it. But well, you know, I mean, he's gone. Fuck it. Yes. Yes. People feel his presence as a very angry man, and they will still hear him like in his office and inside the castle, cursing and just being angry. That's a that's a fun malicious presence. Yeah, that's a rough afterlife. Just just pissed. Like you were upset. You were angry as a human, and then you're, you're stuck in the yeah. You're stuck in the place that like because for him it was probably just like he wanted to be that military guy who was out yeah. commanding frontline troops and he was out in the stuff and he's like now he's got basically a desk job and so yeah. he just sends people to hang just for fun. And he's like, I fucking hate this. I got to do a bunch of paperwork and filing and shit. And then some bastard curses me and I'm stuck here for eternity. I mean, I'd be, I'd be pissed too. I would be too. Hell yeah. But that is our story. It's a little shorter and sweet, but you know, it I mean, got some not, good flair to it. I'm not complaining about ending on a story about a guy named Jizwalk. Wait, what was his name? <laughs> Jiz, Jizlets, Jiblets? Jizburnt. Although, if anyone, out, jizz, oh, right. if anyone out there in the porn ind- industry is looking to do a Star Wars parody, <laughs> Jizz Walker is pretty good. Oh, my God. Call him Duke instead of Luke. Duke Jizz Walker. Yeah. Again, this show is not for children, nor do we <laughs> ever claim it is. Yeah. You bastards, quit letting your kids listen to this. I actually don't know if any children per se listen to this i thought you were just gonna say i don't know if anyone listens to this no people do listen to this and they told me that so (laughs) we have statistical analyses that can back it up damn it i've had people tell sydney that like we know mutually they're like oh i listened to your sister's podcast and she's like you do and i'm like they do (laughs) oh that's nice so you know you know who you are shout out i just always i honestly always come into this just assuming literally no one is listening because i feel like that gives me the freedom to express myself in a way that is well it's still crazy but feels more authentic perhaps your most true self although that does considering that's the end of our story uh you were going to talk about um what Uh, we were talking about at the beginning Yes, I was going to talk about the Zach Baggins Museum, which I am going to save as another time. Oh, okay. Okay. Gabriel cooked dinner and it smells delicious and I'm like really hungry now. (laughs) But I will, we will have time where we sit down and talk about it and I will rant about it for everyone and (laughs) we'll do it as like a bonus episode for all of you so I can just... Well, rant and rave about this museum that I myself have actually never been to. Well, then we'll wrap this up real quick so you can go eat. I also have to go yes. eat. I'm, I need to make a little bit of pasta. Uh, yes. For this week's treats, you know, I'm going to give the drink a nine. I 
I, I keep talking about it as like the poor man's Appletini. I don't know what really goes into a real Appletini, but I'm giving it a nine. I've been making it for years. I discovered the brisk watermelon lemonade thing. Uh, yeah. when I, my first year of delivering uh, mail, um, I was on this particular route and I was at this like super America gas station and I just saw it and I'm like, that looks refreshing and it's a dollar. Oh, and yeah, the more I drank it, yeah, oh, it's great. And it's, um, for anyone who's interested, it, it's a one liter bottle and it has less calories than a standard soda. Um, so it's still like 195 or something. But oh, I believe, yeah, but I believe- it's it, like pretty good. Yeah, I believe it has less calories and less sugar than a standard soda. So if you're looking for something to kind of wean yourself off of really heavily sugared stuff, it's not a bad thing. Also, no. quick aside, if they would just throw some carbonation in there, it would be an outstanding pop. Like you Ooh, could just- Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. throw that with some some apple whiskey. In my opinion, it's, it's super quick. It's super delicious. I'm giving that a nine. Um, I'm going to rate the Stouffer's animal cookies I first grabbed as like a five, <laughs> which has a lot to do with the disappointment that I felt when I opened <laughs> the it up. disappointment in your soul. Well, it's like imagine if you thought you were going to be eating frosted flakes and then you open oh. like a box of cereal and it's, and it's like corn barely, flakes. No, no, it's like barely frosted Wheaties or not Wheaties. Um, oh. what are the 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 corn? Oh God damn it, mini wheats. Like the, oh, just, I'm still sticking with cornflakes. Oh no, for sure. That and that's kind of the point. Like they're like mini hay bales, and then they went with the frosted mini wheats, which are supposed to sort of bring in the younger crowd. Where it's like, hey, we put some sugar on it. It's like you barely speckled it with any kind of flavor, and it's like literally little mini hay bales. Anyways, yeah. point being, as much as I love Stouffer's products, you want the mother's circus animal cookies. They're just absolutely doused in uh, in frosting. Those ones I would give a seven. Uh, the whole thing together, I'm gonna go with a seven again, just because it's a little too much sugar for me. I like a, a salty snack yeah. with my drinks. I was trying to go for kind of the the ghost theme, and um, but you know it's still a pretty solid pairing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, and it, I it, I did my drink with apple vodka. I did the new oh. Amsterdam vodka and that was pretty good. Okay. It The first sip I had, I was like, oh, this is kind of dangerous. <laughs> like if you're not paying attention, you could get drunk real fast. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of what I like about it too, is that it's, you can put a lot of alcohol in it and yeah. it, it just, you keep tasting the brisk watermelon lemonade. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, so I would give that probably about an eight just because like it, it was really sweet and as much as I enjoy a sweet treat every so often, I think it was maybe a little much for me. Yeah. And then for the mother's uh, frosted circus animals, I'm, I'm going to be a little controversial here and I'm going to give that like a five because oh, okay. I liked it. I, I remember it being better than it was. And I don't know if yours did this, but mine gave me like this film on I my mouth and that. I did not like that. No, as a matter of fact, when I first, cause when I first bought the bag, I opened it up just to be like, make sure that it was the one that I wanted. Yeah. And my initial thought was, oh, this is a 10. 
this, you know, it's the classic animal crackers with, yeah. with an insane amount of frosting, but no, I dropped it down because of that. Yeah. It just, for me, I don't like when I eat something and it like leaves that is like, then I just like feel gross Absolutely. until like I brush my teeth or I get like some mouthwash in there to like get it out. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, this might be an unpopular opinion, but for me, it's the same with uh, KFC chicken versus Popeye's. I don't hear this from a lot of other people. They they seem not to agree with me, but there's something really heavily starchy in both like the biscuits and the the um whatever the coating is for Popeye's chicken for me at least that mm. seems to leave a coating and because like the flavor is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, it leaves this like film in my mouth that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I haven't had it, so until I do, I could not actually. We'll we'll have to start yet another podcast about tasting random foods from various places. Real quick. I mean, we could do chicken as a treat. It's not like we can't do that. Well, that's true. Yeah, but do you do you have? uh, I mean, you've got to have a Popeyes somewhere around. We do. I just have not been to it. I wasn't sure if that was like a northern thing. No, we we do have them here. I just. You know, growing up in a small town, you only have so many options, and that is usually McDonald's and Taco Bell. That's, that's very true. Maybe a Subway, a KFC if you're lucky, but yeah, McDonald's, oh, yeah. Taco Bell. The closest KFC was Glenwood, so it's a half hour one way. Oh my God. So, wow. That's but lot. we had Taco Bell. Hell yeah. Fourth meal, baby. Yes. And if you want to send us any suggestions, you can email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at Peculiar Pair Pod or uh, send us messages at Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod. And also look us up on Patreon and uh, see what we got up there. Yes. Go to Patreon. Yes. Uh, sponsor our, our snacks and drinks. Yeah. I am working on a list for Matt to read of just general mean tweets that I have found that I feel like would be fun for commentary. So we'll. Have we been getting tweets? We have not been getting any, but I have come across some where just in our Twitter feed, I'm like, oh. I mean, look, I know. That person's really been called out and I like would love for Matt to read it and like just talk about it a little. Okay, I'm I'm just saying like, look, I know it takes a while to grow a brand and whatnot, but I'm like, hey, if people are actually tweeting us already, that's cool. But I'm willing to read whatever you got. Yet. Okay. Someday, but not yet. Hey, At this is like I've said before, I'll say it again. This is still the longest standing podcast I've ever been a part of. So kudos to us both. Well done, Celine. You're 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 a good well, helmsman of a ship. It takes two to make this happen, so you know. <laughs> By um, default, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it it would not be the same with just one of us. So that's true. It, yeah, it is. It is. It can be a little odd just listening to one person talk for like an yes. hour. So with that, we will see you next time, listeners. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody.